He is a righteous God. He is a powerful God. He is a mighty God. Y'all remember what a mighty God we serve? We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. If you truly believe God has, is not done with you yet, and the best for you and your family through Christ and for Him is yet to come, lift up one hand. If you believe God has a final word, and God's about to make the enemy pay for everything He's done against your life, lift up both hands. Now, if you truly believe that you and your house are about to occupy all of God's promises. And through your testimony, more people will come to Jesus as Lord than ever before. Give God the best shout of praise you've given Him. Somebody praise Him like it's a done deal. Worship like it's already done. High five your neighbor. Tell him something amazing is coming your way. Your other neighbor, tell them something amazing is coming your way. Somebody behind you, something amazing is coming your way. Somebody in front of you, something amazing is coming your way. Whatever you've been through this week, shake it off in the name of Jesus. Something amazing is coming your way. I feel a breakthrough in the house. There's a new anointing in the house something amazing is coming your way you may be seated i'm gonna get into the word we do want to welcome every first sunday of the month from now until the coming of the lord we'll be streaming we'll be streaming into our downy campus and then the additional campuses that we'll be adding on to our new season family that first sunday is where we all come together we have our pastors in downy who are on sabbatical this month actually but notwithstanding the first sunday we're going to be streaming into all of our campuses we are about to see an awakening like we've never seen before and god called us to start multi-ethnic kingdom culture multi-generational christ-centered bible-based spirit-empowered campuses across america so we're god's going to have the final word even in the city of san francisco we're going to have a campus in the city of san francisco and watch god show up we're going to have a campus in the city of Austin, Texas, and other areas that God has designated where these types of churches, what type of church? A Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-empowered, multi-ethnic that looks like heaven, multi-generational that looks like heaven, where we don't quench the spirit, but we lift up the name of Jesus and we believe that the best is yet to come. If you believe it, shout amen. Today is not a normal Sunday, and usually never is. Whatever normal may be defined as in your mind and your worldview. But I missed our church. Pastor Abe and I were in a salah, as you will know. First time ever. We've never done this in all of our years of pastoring, where we took out an entire month. And it was difficult, I'm going to be honest. It, there were moments there uh, where I was tempted to stream. Yeah. I had to lay hands on myself and didn't want to fall off the Norwegian cruise line, but it, it was there. I missed our collective worship. I, I, I missed witnessing the glory of Jesus manifest to our praise and our prayers and the preaching. I'm grateful for an ordained Salah, and a righteous Paul, what is called a sacred time of rest. So throughout the month of August, it wasn't that I was on holiday from God, never, quite the opposite. I was praying and pursuing God's presence and seeking him for this upcoming season. It was a time of refreshing. It was like a 30-day retreat. 
And then I heard from the Lord in a very measurable, verifiable way. And, and that, that, you know, a lot of people say they hear from God. I heard from God through his word. I heard from God through his Holy Spirit. And then I wrote things down on my iPhone. So if you have an Android, God bless you. But I wrote, I, 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 I wrote notes on my iPhone and I wrote them down. These, these notes came in approximately first two weeks of August. Then in the past two weeks, here's what happened. I'm going to share it with you. I was speaking the last two weeks only on Sunday. Well, not true on Sunday. I did something in Pennsylvania too. But I was just preaching about, I think I preached four times in the past month, which is like the, the least amount I've preached in all of my years of ministry. And I, 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 I went into a place, first of all, a very prominent uh, prophetic voice. There's a fine line between the prophetic and the pathetic. And this person is a, an authentic, legitimate She's a woman of God who is recognized globally as a legitimate voice. Matter of fact, she doesn't miss. When she hears from heaven, all biblically substantiated, but a word from the Lord. How many believe God still speaks today? Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of faith, gifts of healings, miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy in the sermon. These gifts are still alive today. And so I heard that she comes over and I was doing a television program on her program. And I was a guest, and in the middle of her program, she flips it, and not usual, and begins to give a word. And the word I, I wrote down, just, I, I, I went, all right, I have to write this down. Right after the program was over, and then I arrive in, in Denver, Colorado, Pastor Tim Bagwell's church, and he released a word, not knowing what I had written that God already had given me on my iPhone. Then this week, a friend of mine, Pastor Miles Rutherford, from Atlanta, Georgia, who pastors a church like this, he comes and with, again, gives me an affirming word that even Pastor Ava heard because he left it on a voice text message. And I'm going like, why is God repeating the same identical word? Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. If two or you agree here on earth concerning anything, my Father in heaven will do it. Where two or three gather as my followers, I will be amongst them. Two or three witnesses. None of the pastors had any idea what I had written on my iPhone since the beginning of August. None of them had any idea what the Holy Spirit was telling me about this upcoming season. Yet with beautiful, biblically undergirded execution, the, these men of God and that woman of God confirmed the word I'm about to deliver today. New season, this is God's word for me. This is God's word for you. This is God's word for your family, your faith, and your future. Down East, Sacramento, all of our online campus, this is God's word for our church. This is God's word for those that are in covenant with us in, of kindred spirit and of similar mind. This is God's word as we step into a new season. This is God's word for the next four months that will catapult you into the next year. This is the word of the Lord for me and my house, for you and your house, for us and this house. Anybody here ready for the word? The next four months, here it is, here's the word. It's different. I'm gonna give you what God gave me and then we're gonna preach from here for the next four months. But here's the word. The next four months catapulting us into the next year and serving as the foundation of what is to come. We, we are stepping into a season like never before. Write this down in your spirit, memorize it. Here it is, we're stepping into a season of fresh oil, holy fire and new wine. I'm gonna repeat that, fresh oil. Fresh oil, holy fire, and new wine. 
Let that sink in for a second. I need you to get ready. Everything's about to shift. I need you to get ready. Everything's about to change. I need you to get ready. What you have been through has prepared you for what God's about to pour out upon you. I will repeat that. What you've been through has prepared you for what God's about to pour out upon you. Repeat after me. Fresh oil. Holy fire. New wine. Say it one more time like you actually know what you're saying. Say fresh oil. Fresh oil. Holy fire. New wine. Upon you and your family, I sense the Lord. Fresh oil, holy fire, and new wine. Upon your children and your children's children. Fresh oil, holy fire, and new wine. Upon your head and your thoughts and your mind. Fresh oil, holy fire, and new wine. Upon your feelings and your emotions. Fresh oil, holy fire, and new wine. Upon your relationships and your family and your marriages and your loved ones. Fresh oil, holy fire, and you wine upon your physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial health. Fresh oil, holy fire, new wine upon your generation, upon your community. Fresh oil, holy fire, new wine. Is there enough faith in this room to believe that upon Sacramento, upon Sacramento, upon Downey, California, upon San Francisco, upon America, through his church, God is about to pour out. If you believe it, praise like you believe what you actually. Somebody praise like fresh oil, holy fire, and new wine is coming. Shout like you believe it. Worship like you believe it. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. Once more, the autumn rains will come. Woo! As well as the rains of spring, the threshing floors will again be piled high with grain, and the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost. You're about to get back everything that was lost. You're about to get back everything that was stolen. You're about to get back everything that was held back. Everything that was hindered or corrupted. Is anybody here ready to get back everything that you lost? Come on. Is anyone here desperate to get back all the days the devil took away from you? All the weeks, all the joy, all the peace. Anybody ready to get it all back? I dare you to look at your neighbor and tell him I'm getting everything back. No, no, say it only if you believe it. I'm getting everything back. All the days I lost with depression. All the weeks I lost with anxiety. All the months I lost going to the doctor's appointment. I am getting everything. That fresh oil, that holy fire in you wine. It's not just for you to be braggadocious about fresh oil, holy fire. It's for you to get back everything that was lost. We're about to get back everything that was lost. I'm going to say that one more time. We're about to get back everything that was lost. You're going to see a church rise up and a bunch of Christians, Christ followers rise up with fresh 
holy and new and we're going to get back everything that was lost. We're going to reclaim every piece of territory the enemy took away. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm tired of the mindset of we're going to let the devil win now because inevitably Jesus is coming and then I'm going to live in heaven and then the new Jerusalem. Whoa, that's all going to happen. But there's nowhere in the Bible that says we're supposed to be defeated in the meantime. There's not. There's nothing in the Bible that says we're supposed to be the tail in the meantime. There's nothing in the Bible that says in the meantime, until Jesus comes back, you're supposed to be slapped around like a cheap piñata. No! In the meantime, we're supposed to be blessed and highly favored. We're supposed to be the head and not the tail. Somebody say, I'm getting it all back. Repeat after me, I'm getting my joy back. I'm getting my peace back. I'm getting my family back. I'm getting my health back. I'm getting the lost years back. In the name of Jesus, I'm getting everything back. I dare you to believe it so much to say, not only that, I'm even going to get back the things that my family lost, the things that were taken away from them. I'm getting everything back. I'm getting generational things back, generational blessings back, generational promises back. Deuteronomy chapter 30. God, your God, will restore everything you lost. Everything you lost. Because he'll have compassion on you. Fresh oil, holy, new, are there any questions? For the rest of this year, fresh oil, holy fire, new wine. You're going to step into 2024 going, whoop, taking everything back that was stolen because I got fresh oil, holy fire, new wine. Oh, you're getting everything back. You're getting everything back. You're getting everything back. You're getting everything back. You're getting every, and we as the church, everything that was abandoned, corrupted, hindered, everything that we acquiesced, everything that we permitted the devil to occupy, we're going to get everything back in the name of Jesus. It begins, I'm, I'm, I'm going to expedite the process here for here and Downey. Here it is. Somebody say fresh oil. We just going to knock this down real quick. And then next week, we'll start preaching on these with biblical examples. I'm going to begin with David's three anointings next week. But he was anointed three times, which is so cool. But fresh oil in the Bible, in both the Old and New Testament, the oil is symbolic. Because if you say fresh oil, Pastor Jeff, you have to break down what that means. Because right now, somebody's thinking 10W40, 10W30, synthetic. Synthetic. Let's go synthetic, right? For the higher end cars. So, but, you know, but, but so I have to explain. Fresh oil is what? Fresh oil means what? Yes, it means fresh anointing. That's what it means. The, the anointing, for just to clarify, is heaven's authority upon your divine assignment. Write that down. The anointing is heaven's authority upon your divine assignment. Everyone here has a God assignment. You weren't born to be on your phone 23 hours a day. You weren't born to be swiping. You weren't born to make excuses. You weren't born to go to school, get a lot of debt, get married, still be in debt, raise some kids, pay off their debts. I mean, you follow me? That's not the reason why you were born. You were born to fulfill God's purpose on this planet. 
to shine the glory of Jesus. And there's an anointing upon that assignment. The anointing is God's power to fulfill his purpose. The anointing is God's presence that enables you to occupy his promises. Here's what David said. I have been anointed with fresh Psalm 92 verse 10. The anointing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is none other than the Holy Spirit. For you have received the anointing, the Holy Spirit, who lives inside of you. 1 John 2.27. I don't know if you truly understand what this means. In the Old Testament... We have any olive oil? This is not scripted. So this is, I'm going to, it's called calling an audible. You have any olive oil? You have any oil? Do we have any, see, I don't want to, do we have any olive oil? Like any oil that we can use? Because I, I want you to drink a little bit. Just a little bit. Not, not, not a lot. Like the olive oil is really like productive, very, very healthy, by the way. Like, don't use any of the vegetable oils. Use olive oil, avocado oil. Use stuff that's great for your body, right? So olive oil, and you can tell I came from the Mediterranean now, right? Because I'm going olive oil. Like, like, I had the best Greek salad in Santorini. You got to get it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's just, yeah. Pastor Ava didn't meet me up there. Can I tell you a story? So you go to Santorini, you got to go, go on donkeys or a little, 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 little thing takes you up, right? So there was, the thing that takes you up took an hour and a half, right? So, yeah, the gondola. So I could, so I decided to walk it up. So I found myself, because my beautiful wife, I love her. She said, I ain't doing that. I ain't walking up that that's just not me. I'm not anointed to take that mile up like that. And then there were donkeys. And I said, honey, get on the donkey. Go up there because, you know, there's a donkey. And, you, and then she saw people on the donkey said, that's not my anointing. That's not my anointing. So I did my typical pastor. I, ran, I, you know, I did my exercise stuff and ran up and did my cardio and went up there. So I got up there and I ate my beautiful Greek salad by myself. All by myself. Should have called you. It would have been a moment for us. Here, here's what I want you to do. If, if, since, since George has taken an hour to get it. Oh, George, no, no. Uh, take a little sip. A little sip. No, it's a sip. It is olive oil. We just confirm. All right, good. That's good. I just showed you what happened. That's it. I'm done. So this, the, theologically speaking, I just showed you what happened. All right, let me have some of the oil. Take up, take up. Put some here in my hand. I'm going to show you here. This in the Old Testament, this is what they would do. You, God says, you, Aaron, and your children will be the Levitical priesthood. You guys will do this. And you know, in the Old Testament, and, and Samuel come along, Saul, God has anointed you to be king. David, God has anointed. So they would come and get the oil and they would go like this. You are anointed. You are anointed. That's not the way they would do it. They would actually take this and just pour it out, right? Yeah. No, no, this is all by faith. This is all. So yeah, there it is. <laughs> you gotta love this. You gotta love this. They would do this, right? They would do this. But what did you, you just drank it. You, do it one more time. Just one more sip. Ready? Ready? All right, that's it. And that's it. That's the difference between the Old Testament and what Jesus did. The, the difference is in the Old Testament, you were anointed from the outside in. When Jesus died on the cross, when he shed his blood, when he resurrected, you're no longer anointed from the outside in. You're anointed from the... 
That is why greater is he that is than he that is. Somebody shout like you're anointed from the inside. No, no, no. Somebody praise like your anointing is not from the outside in. You're anointed from the inside out. That's why the things out here can never remove what God has placed in here. Are there any anointed people in the house? All the anointed people, lift up your hands. Woo, your power does not derive from an external variable. Your power emerges out of an internal constant. The anointing lives inside of you. Lift up your hands, repeat after me. The anointing lives inside of me. Therefore, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's 1 John 4, 4. Somebody repeat after me. Because the anointing lives inside of me, out of my belly, out of my belly, out of my life, shall come, shall flow, not trauma, not drama, not anxiety, not depression, not victimization. Out of my belly shall flow rivers of what kind of water? There is an anointing inside of you that prompts living water to flow out of you. All the anointed people, lift up your hands. God's word for you today. Musicians, come up here. It's fresh oil, which means a fresh anointing. You are anointed. You are not a victim. You are anointed. You are not broke, busted, and disgusted. You are anointed. You are not the devil's punching bag. You are anointed. If you're anointed, lift up your hands. If you want to serve as a countercultural alternative narrative to a broken world, with everyone identifying themselves with so many descriptors, so many adjectives, I dare you when people ask you on that government application or the school application, or even in casual conversations, so what are you, what do you identify as? I'm not kidding. You, do you know how we push back darkness? Not by complaining about the darkness, but by turning on the light. When they tell you to self-identify, tell them I am proud to self-identify as I am anointed. That means you got Jesus all inside of you through his Holy Spirit. You are anointed. Uh, stand with me. We're done. Stand with me. We're done. This is a wham bam. Thank you, Sam. You're anointed. What kind of people go to your church, Pastor Sam? What kind of people live in your family? Luke chapter 4 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. From the book, of Genesis in the book of Revelation, we learned that God anoints what he will use for his glory. To be anointed is to be separated, to be put aside for God's usage. You ready for this from Genesis Revelation, Pastor Jeff? God anoints people, but God anoints places. Pastor Lauren, God anoints places. People forget that. He not only anoints people, he says this place is anointed. I've separated this place. 
for my glory. He anoints things. The Bible talks about anointing the altars. The altars were anointed. <laughs> and then God anoints seasons. God anoints seasons. God anoints seasons. There was a David, I'll talk about it next week. He was anointed three different times. All of them expanded the authority of his kingship, his kingdom authority. But they, they represented three different seasons of his life. He anoints seasons. So before, like, if you're a Christian and you get married and then you become a parent, there's an anointing upon you as you step into being a parent. You become an entrepreneur. God anoints you to be an entrepreneur and be a good steward of what he's giving you. There are seasons. How many believe God is just placing a new anointing upon you? Lift up your hands. How many truly believe, no joke, no hype, no emotionalism. How many truly believe you're stepping into a new season for you and your family? How many feel it? How, how many even felt the enemy trying to prevent you from stepping into it? How many felt the pushback from the enemy in the past few weeks and months trying to stop you, prevent you from stepping in? If you felt to lift up your hands, if you know it was real and it wasn't you, lift up both hands. And how many are in agreement on this Sunday here in Sacramento, you and Downey? How many are in agreement that today there's not a devil in hell or a demon on earth that can stop the anointing inside of you and the anointing upon you? Tell your neighbor I'm stepping in. All right, with your hands raised. There's an anointing, a fresh anointing coming upon you and your house. Upon everything connected to your name, including platforms, accounts. There's a new anointing coming upon the new season you're stepping in. Woo! This is God's word for you today. There's a fresh anointing, fresh oil descending upon you that will enable you to occupy new promises. Conquer new territories. Carry greater glory while having greater influence for the glory of Jesus than ever before. Come on, I'm going to repeat that. There is a fresh anointing, fresh oil descending upon you that will enable you to occupy new promises, conquer new territories, carry greater glory, having greater influence for the glory of Jesus than ever before. Second Corinthians 1.21, it is God who establishes you with you in Christ and has anointed us. That anointing. If you receive that anointing, raise your hands. There's an anointing, a fresh anointing. As you stand with me, there's not just fresh oil coming your way. I heard this clearly. These guys didn't know what I wrote down. And for Bishop Tim Bagwell to repeat that, just so he, he looks at me in the, in his, and he repeats it. Pastor Sam, his, I'm, I'm preaching in his church. So it's weird or awkward for the pastor of the local church who I'm preaching for to interrupt the service to give the preacher a word. He gave me a word. I said, Pastor Sam, this is what God says. Not knowing what I had written down, I go, nah, this, is, this, this can't be. Mathematical probability, only God knew. Only God knew. Why is God repeating out loud what's already been written regarding the oil? Holy fire. Somebody say holy fire. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Matthew 3, 11, Acts 2, 3. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that rested upon him. You're not just stepping into a season of fresh oil. I sense the Lord. You're stepping into a season of holy fire. 
Some of you are cringing right now because you, you, you got this wrong theologically. Holy fire is his fire. The fire of God is the presence of God. When God first appeared to Moses in the book of Exodus, he has appeared as a fire in a bush. Then he accompanies the Israelites out of Egypt to the, to the desert and to the promised land as a pillar of fire. Exodus 3, 2, Exodus 13, 21. Elijah prayed and holy fire came down. The Hebrew boys experienced holy fire the moment the fourth man showed up in the furnace. Jeremiah said he couldn't stop preaching because he had what can best be described as holy fire shot up in his bones. I need you to get ready for holy fire. I need you to get ready to see God show up with you. God show up in you. God show up for you. And God show up through you like never before. This is God's word for you and your family. Fresh oil, holy fire. By the way, don't be afraid of holy fire. Christians are not afraid of holy fire. We welcome holy fire. Holy fire is a sanctifying fire. It is a purifying fire. It is a fire that will remove all the toxins every vestige of toxicity every lie of the enemy every obstacle and impediment to the fulfillment of God's purpose in your life will be consumed by the fire of God God's holy fire is not punitive for the believer it is protective God's fire for the believer does not punish you it protects you so I if you, if you understand what that means, remember the last preaching I had here before I went on Salah? The Malta, the snake, Paul shook it off and, and put it back into the what? The fire. The fire of God consumes every serpent, every viper. Everything the enemy sends your way will be consumed in the fire of God's presence. I dare you now to make a different kind of prayer. I dare you to lift up your hands and say, God, for your glory, send holy fire. You just gave God permission, not that he needs it, but that free will thing, for him to go into your house and address everything that's out of alignment with his will. Give God some praise because holy fire works. And the last thing is new wine. New wine. Somebody say new wine. Look at all the Napa people getting excited. Somebody say new wine. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. There's new wine. Joy, wine. New wine is new joy in the Bible. And that new wine, it's Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit joy. That wine, you're about to experience joy like never before. Lift up your hands. He's turning your sorrow into joy. All the tears you shed are about to be replaced with melodies of joy. Before you were mourning, now you're about to dance. I'm going to prophesy. In the next four months, you're about to dance. I, yeah, you heard that correctly. You're about to dance. In the same area where you cried will be the same area you will dance. You will rejoice. Somebody say rejoice again. I say rejoice. Joy is the atmosphere for miracles. Joy is the atmosphere for signs and wonders. Put your joy on. Lift up your head. Put a smile on your face. You are about to sing and you're about to dance like you've never danced before. And with that joy and with that new wine and the oil, Luke 10, 34, he went to him and bound up his wounds pouring out oil and wine with that oil and that wine we're going to heal people around us 
The fire will address everything out of alignment. The oil and the wine will flow through us so we can heal everyone around us. Are you ready to heal the people around you? I wrapped up. He gave me the word. I was in the office, the green room. He walked out. I stayed there. The Holy Spirit told me this and I wrote it. said, fresh oil. And the Holy Spirit said, Sam, tell the church it's all coming together. That phrase, it's all coming together. No, no, not just for us, but for you and your family. Please, last time we'll do it. Just tell someone right now, tell them it's all coming together. You have no idea what you just said. Tell your other neighbor, it's all coming together. Just like Ezekiel's vision in chapter 37, where the bones came together and the muscles and the tendons came together. God is bringing everything together. I sense the Lord. The heart, the head, and the hand are coming together. Forgiveness, faith, and favor are coming together. The grace, the gift, and the glory. Provision, promotion, and protection. Fresh oil, holy fire, new wine. Somebody shout like it's all coming together. If you got this word, lift up your hands. Every anointing God, imagine if every anointing, every word God ever gave you would come together at one time in one season. What would happen to your life? What would happen to your life if every promise, every word, every anointing, every impartation would coalesce in one season? It's all coming together. Everything God's been telling you and doing in you, it's all coming together in this season. I, three of you understand what this means. Your life is about to take off. You're about to be launched like a rocket. Everything that held you down has been removed. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. And it's all, and it's all, and it's all. The final praise, give it to him right now because he deserves it. Somebody praise like it's done. Somebody worship like you're getting fresh oil. No, no, how about this? Somebody praise like it begins right here, right now. Fresh oil, holy fire, new wine. Somebody shout, it's all coming together.